and welcome back to Perform Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get on with today's show, I just want to let you guys know that our free monthly online performing arts magazine is now available to download. All you need to do is head to pamag.co.uk or you can follow the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag. Don't forget, if you love these episodes, please head to iTunes to leave us a review. All reviews help us get noticed by more performers and help get more free information and industry insight out there to help as many people as we can. A huge thank you for your support and without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Matt Zena, who is an acting coach. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and have a chat. Don't worry, the pleasure is all mine, genuinely. I'm so excited to speak with you because you have such a range of credits. Can you tell like the listeners who are listening to this that don't know you what you get up to and what you do on the daily basis? Oof, that's a big old question. So um, obviously starting off as a child actor, I was a bit of a jobbing actor, etc. But I worked out very quickly that my particular talent, I think, um, kind of lay in um, acting coaching. So from a young age, I was actually developing my own techniques um working out what it was that that kind of set um the kind of exceptional actors apart um that's that's been a kind of lifelong journey of mine um i've actually developed my own acting method known as the trinity acting method i've wrote the book but i'm not releasing it yet um and that's taught at um my organization magazine acting um as well as that um i've got kind of a a fusion um of mindset um acting training and kind of marketing um that i teach actors so it was, it was i realized a long time ago that there's so much missing um from what we teach actors um so i kind of got in the kind of gaps you know and i think it, and for me it was mindset because so many actors that struggle in this industry purely based on the fact that they're not able to apply themselves because they don't kind of have that notion of self-development, be more resilient, all of these things. And then marketing and branding. Now, when we look at the actors and this this industry going into the future, that is a massive part of it. So it's kind of three-pronged attack. Um, on a day-to-day basis, to answer your question properly, um, I'm very much like, like you. I've got a belief in free advice. Now, People kind of look at me and they say, you know, you've done okay, you work on set with actors, you have been very successful. But really, what people don't realise is, is that the majority of the work that I do on a day-to-day basis is giving out free content and free advice to actors every single day without fail. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a similar kind of mindset to yourself in that regard because that's important to me. And I think... To, to kind of go a bit mindset on you. Um, I think that to be happy in life, the, the quickest route to being happy in life is to find your purpose. And my purpose, and I don't know, I'm, I, do you know what? I'm going to turn the question on you in a moment, actually, if you don't mind. All right. But my purpose is to help others 
achieve um, all of their dreams, their goals, and their aspirations. That's the one thing that gets me up in the morning. That's what that's what fires me up. That's that's what gets me to 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 literally get up at half five in the morning and go to bed at half nine at night. And people think I'm mad, but actually I'm incredibly happy. So let go on. Let me turn that question on you. Okay. Um. Yeah. To be fair, with with myself, obviously. I'm at the early stages in my career where I want to be out and I'm hustling and trying to make connections wherever I can. Um, But my main aim was always to be happy and to do what I love. And I'm very lucky that I get to do that. And I always said to myself when I was younger, I didn't know anyone who'd been and done this career. And if I got to ever go and do it, if I ever got to go train, if I ever got to graduate and work in this industry, then my mission was to make the industry more accessible, more open. And everyone was like, oh, get advice from people you know. Well, I didn't know anyone. So that wasn't very helpful um, for me. Um, So, yeah, I'm trying to make this industry more about what you know rather than who you know and giving us safe space really for parents for performers for aspiring artists for people who are out in the industry dealing with certain things right now to have a space where they can come and they can ask these questions and that's kind of what keeps me going is because I didn't have that space and even when I was in third year I suffered with a really bad injury and when your whole body is your career and your your money and your you know um your happiness and your health and then you suddenly can't do that anymore um it's kind of that's kind of why the performer journal started when it did was because I needed a space where I could talk about it and be there for other people because I didn't have that and I wanted that for people amazing amazing and I think um following on from that this idea that that your experience in your kind of formative years as you kind of went into this industry um i think it's a very similar thing so you know i've kind of got this 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 burning desire to help um and i'm you know i was a i was a kid from bradford and this this you know not particularly well off um not particularly um many opportunities mum and dad really struggled to you know to be able to get me involved um, and I, and I think what we do when we when we have our why, and I call it our why. Why do you do it? I think some people always concentrate on the vision, but they don't really focus on what I say, what I call their why. I think the reason why we have these whys is always from our formative years. For you, it's for you, it's it's look. You had all these barriers, and you want to bust through those barriers. And for me, it was this idea that that there was, there, was, there was somebody from a, a kind of socioeconomic path that struggled. And there was, again, I think it's similar, it's barriers. So I think we've both got a very similar why. It's like we both, from our formative years, we feel like because we've managed to um, do, a, do well in this industry, we need to also help others bust through these barriers. And I think that's, 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 I think that's really important. And I think, I think it... Um, I think it shows that we, I was, that's why I was incredibly excited to, to come and do this kind of content with you because it does feel like we do come from a very, very similar place, genuinely. Yeah, it sounds like we're very similar as well in what you were saying about getting up early and the, the going to bed early and, um, you know, the self 
self-discipline and the self-development side of it, that's something that never gets taught. And I didn't realize how valuable it was until like two years in, which is roughly where I'm at now, where I've really started to develop myself. And then I've noticed the career moving with it. It's a funny thing. Absolutely. Yeah, this is why I, I, I teach. Um, you know, it's a big part of what I coach. It's, I, I coach self-development mindset alongside acting and it's achieving just like you've said you've found there it's pushed your career on I'm finding that it's achieving results like I never ever realized I actually have a mentoring program for actors who are struggling um, and part of that they work with me on a one-to-one basis they um, and I teach them elements of mindset the trinity acting method and marketing and branding and the results that we get are just astonishing. You know, we've got people who, who have never acted before, three months in, getting booking professional acting jobs, which is unheard of. Um, but it's all from work rate. It's all from the mindset that goes along with that work rate. It's all from their own self-development, self-coaching. It's all from, obviously, the acting techniques and the methods and their ability to, to kind of market themselves and, and the coaching that they get from me on a daily basis. But I cannot... Um, tell anybody any actor or performer out there um, this is from somebody who's who knows you know two people who know by the sounds of it that your self-development and your mindset are the thing that can set you aside from the rest you know this is something that a lot of performing arts professionals a lot of coaches have failed to to realize and uh, you know and for a lot of people until it's too late so many of the best actors I've ever met when I was younger couldn't get through an audition. Well, that's a mindset thing. That's an idea of self-worth. That's resilience. That's all sorts of different mindset practices, you know? Um, and genuinely, I can't stress it enough. If you can, if you can really get into self-development mindset alongside, obviously, the training, I think that will genuinely supercharge your career. Um, and, and I know this to be true. This is not you know, a theory, this, you know, I've personally experienced it and I coach it on a daily basis. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think when we're at, you know, training facilities, they obviously promote the classes and say train as much as you can. But there's so much else that comes under that umbrella of training. It's what you're reading, what nutritional foods you're putting in your body, what you're listening to, what you're watching. All those things, believe it or not, make up parts of your career that are going to push you forward as well as pushing you as an individual forward and trying to stress those things is really hard and it's something I'm still kind of coming to terms with how much it really does affect you yeah I mean what I the the theory well it's not theory again it's (laughs) it's what I've come to understand is it's your value so when you talk about your nutrition when you talk about your mindset when you talk about uh, what you learn audio books how you progress yourself constantly what you've got to realize is is whether anybody likes it or not because it's strange actually when i speak to a lot of actors they don't like the facts that um and people in the performing arts they don't like the fact that even though it's art it's a business okay um it is a business and what you find is is that um again a lot of people feel uncomfortable with it in this day and age you know um but with it being a business, what you're working on is what's called the fair value of exchange. You're talking about, wait a minute, there's somebody willing 
um, to pay for tickets for the show. And then that person is then willing to pay for actors. And then what they expect, just like the person who's buying the ticket for the show, they're expecting what we call the fair value of exchange. They pay a certain amount of ticket for a ticket. They're expecting a certain level of show that's going to entertain them to a certain amount based on what they've paid. Now, the same goes for the person who's producing that theatre show. They expect the same value of exchange for what they pay the actor. That's then is basically the value of that person, that actor. And what we what actors need to understand and what performing artists in general need to understand is that their value in terms of what they're paid or what they potentially might be paid, they need to work on. And that's in so many different areas, including their self-development, their mindset, their resilience, their actual ability to do the job, obviously, um, their ability to market. You know, at the end of the day, successful actors now, before they are booked, a lot of the times, they're talking about, you know, who's your PR firm? Because we want to sell this show. We want to sell this, the tickets for this show. Who's your PR firm? Who's going to help us sell these tickets? Are you going to help us sell these tickets? How good are you on social media? You know, and that's that's how it's working at the minute. Then there's so many skills outside of just the job that um, actors are, are at the minute failing to, um, to to kind of develop. You know, um, and it's people. It's it's. It, it's not a good thing because everyone wants to be where we were maybe 30 years ago. Well, I'm just an artist, you know, but the point is, and, it, and I have to be brutally honest, not because I enjoy being brutally honest, but because I genuinely comes from a, a place of genuine care for people's careers. But the point is, is actually there's so many different skills that you need to develop as a performing artist in order to create more perceived value around yourself. Because when that theater producer gives you a, a job, gives you a job, you've got to show that you have so much value other than just the ability to act, dance, sing, whatever it might be. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think social media is becoming one of those things that's so, it's still so underrated, which I don't get. Like I said to someone the other day, they said about going and doing something. I said, no, I need to prioritise doing some social media work. They were like, social media is not work. And I was like, then you're clearly not using it in the right way. Like, for me, that is work, you know, um, and it helps my career so much. Like, most of the jobs I've gotten that are in acting have been through social media. Absolutely. It's a really, really... <clears throat> Basically, when I speak to actors, I speak to... Obviously, it's my job, you know. Um, when I speak to actors, um, a lot of actors in general get into acting for certain reasons, you know, they've got... They've got, and they've got certain uh, limiting beliefs and certain beliefs on what the role of an actor is. And that, and when they go and train and things like that, these things are, aren't particular because it's so archaic. You know, if you go to RADA, it's, it's the halls of RADA. It's very archaic. It's not, you know, if you go to certain um, drama schools, acting schools, university, etc. for me, they're not doing enough. This is, in my opinion, not, not doing enough to understand the future and they're forecasting the industry. Um, to give you an example, when I speak, and, and so, so, so for that reason, lots of actors just are like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just there doing my art, darling, and I don't need to um, do any type of marketing. I get an agent and they get me in the room and all of that, all of that really kind of old fashioned 
thinking. And what really shocks them is when I tell them something along the lines of this, you know? So I say like, look, um, like I've got, I've got clients um, who have regular roles in like Ackley Bridge, for instance. So Ackley Bridge, really good TV show, got a really good um, viewing. Okay. So between me and you, which it never is on a podcast, but never mind. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you anyway. Um, but what what happens is 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 they get a, they they put out an episode and they expect a viewership when it goes on, you know, of around nine hundred thousand to you know nine hundred thousand is fine, you know, like brilliant. That will get um, you know renewed hopefully for another season, all of that. So the producers like, yeah, I want nine hundred thousand viewers. Now, the problem is, is they, the, the people who produce Ackley Bridge need that 900,000 viewers. They need it. It's a business. They don't get it. They're out of business, right? People don't get this. So if you've, so like me now, um, the work I've done on social media over the last year, I was estimating through across all my channels and all of that and engagement and all of that, I was looking, you know, post or something like that on a daily basis I'm, I, can, I can reach up to a hundred thousand people you know I was looking on TikTok the other, the other day I'd only been on it like eight months or something and I, apparently I'd, 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 I'd had 7.5 million views I'm like what you know that's ridiculous for you know for, <laughs> but for, for an old lad but the point is Hundred thousand views or a hundred thousand people. If I got, if if they decide to give me a part, and I've not got them, I've not got a massive social media following. I've got, you know, I'm doing all right. But if they give me a part on Ackley Bridge, say as a drama teacher, they said, Matt, come out of retirement because there's a role of a drama teacher. You know, do it. I would take care of one ninth of that viewership, wouldn't I? They won't have to worry. They won't have to worry about how, you know the, what's going to happen. You know, because hundred thousand people—that's just in a day—would know about it. Never mind how many it accumulated throughout a week worth of content. Saying, "Come on, countdown, watch it on the Friday or whenever it is." So producers and directors and whoever's involved with the production, of course, they are going to be incredibly aware of people's ability to drag audiences to their um, content. Yeah. Of course, I mean, they're a business. You, they'd be stupid if they weren't. So, of course, more and more and more, when we, as we go into it's already happening, but of course, more and more and more as we go into the future, social media and your ability to uh, publicly relate PR to be able to market yourself and to be able to have what we call a personal brand. Of course, it is going to become more and more and more important. And I use the blockbuster video analogy. Okay. You stand still, you decide it's not for you. You will. You, we all wanted to keep blockbuster video. We all wanted to go get a DVD and some popcorn, but at the end of the day, regardless of it, it didn't work. It didn't work. The world moved on. Okay, it's the same thing with actors, performing artists, and social media. It's one of the things you might not like it, but the world moves on, and you either get left behind or you go with the new world. And the point is, is it's going to become so important whether you like it or not. 
between between me and you, I love it when I say between me and you on some type of interview. I do it all the time. It's hilarious. <laughs> Because I know that this is going out. So it's like, <laughs> why did it even say between me and you? Between me and you, um, I hated the idea of social media a couple of years ago. I did. I, I did not want to go on TikTok at all. But now I, I don't know why, where I'd be without it. Well, it's a must. When you've, got a, when you've got any type of entrepreneur, when you've got any, as soon as you realise the, the truth, the facts, that you're in a business. That's the point. That's the key. You know, when you when you realise that art, as much as you like to, you know, think that it's just all about the art and people are just going to appreciate it as art, the second you take that leap of faith and you finally realise that it's all a business, you know, no one's lying to you. No one's, you know, it's all there in black and white. Once you realise it's a business, whether you're getting tickets to a gallery or whether it's you're getting tickets to a show or whether you know they're having to sell a production to a network once you take that leap of faith and realize it's a business and you're part of a business you then make better decisions and one of the best decisions that you make is regardless of whether you like it or not social media is going to become a is, a, is already a massive part of business in fact you know Social media advertising with big firms, McDonald's, whoever it is, is so much bigger now than television. Nine hundred thousand on on you know how many however many people will watch it. Maybe a break in, on Channel Four ITV to how many people will watch a TikTok video? Ten million. Sometimes I'm looking at some of these YouTube stars that my boy watches, and I'm looking at is I'm looking at how many people subscribers. Forty million. If he put you know if he puts out a content and he has a tesla car that's more advertising than tesla could even get on any 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 commercial you know so it's all business now is on social media is on youtube is on all of these things and if if you don't start to realize that before it's too late as a, as a forming artist you're gonna get left behind and this is why i'm so passionate about it this is why i've talked for literally 10 minutes okay because I am so passionate, and if I could literally, literally grab people who are just like so flippant about no, 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 social media. I'm an artist, darling. It's like, come on, you will get left behind. You will not be in this industry, and I want you to be because you know this is what you want. Again, this is your goal, your dream, your aspiration. Please, please realize before it's too late. And on Spotlight now and Star Now and all the casting directories, all you see as you go down is people with TikTok experience or known profiles from social media needed for this pantomime, you know, because they need the bums on seats name, they need people that are everywhere. And nowadays, the place where you get everywhere is on TikTok or on Instagram and all over your mobile phone. So they're getting these micro influencers and these bigger influencers to go and be the stars of the show because they know people will come and watch them. Yeah, and then they rely on it. They rely on it. And then, you know, um, I've worked with, with my kind of role as like on set um, kind of acting coach, you know, because I've worked with a lot of big actors actually physically on set with dialects and um, all sorts of different uh, roles. Um, I've worked with actors that, you know, over the years that, that have just been like, no, not social media, not PR, none of that, you know. And I've worked with actors that um, outsource it, you know, or do something around it. 
Um, and I've seen firsthand the actors that, 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 that have started in this last two, three years to get elevated and actors that were very established to start to, you know, kind of go down the scale, as it were. Um, because at the end of the day, productions, any type of production, they do, like you um, so, you know, so beautifully put it, need bums on seats, regardless of what it is. Um, and there's, there's, if, you, if you're just not on social media, if you're not able to tell anybody about something, you, then you're not doing your bit, you know? You're not doing your bit. I've got actors that are, that are kind of emerging, starting out. And from day one in their first bit part, I'm saying, right, you've got to have the mindset of what can you do for this production other than just being it? You know, I get them to arrange things like collaborations on social media where they'll, they'll literally do a live and collaborate and, and introduce the film to their audience, introduce the director, and the directors are like, wow, this is brilliant. And do you know why? Because finally somebody actually cares about my production. I'm not the only one going out and having to sell it. I've actually got an actor wanting to sell it. Now, what does it what do you think it does next the next time that that director is producing something? The next time that producer is putting together a theatre show. If you know, who are they going to come back to? Who are they going to look at? The person who helped sell the tickets, you know? Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. I'm all for that because you you reap what you sow. And if you're the one that's kind of the only actor on, on, on the damn production that's going, right, you know, as well as that, I'm going to help you sell this thing. I personally care about it. I personally care about this production. I want to see it do well. So it'll go across my networks. We'll do live videos. We'll do a countdown. I'll talk about when it's released. I'll do a press release. I'll do all these things. I'll do it for you. I'll do a localised press release. I'll contact here, there, and everywhere. What do you think, you know, for that actor, you know, and directors talk and producers talk. And it's like, right, I had this actor the other day that did, did right, give me the number. Who's their agent? Because this is what we want. We want a collaboration effort, a collaborative effort, where everybody on that production sells it. And when you've got everybody selling it, and when you've got everybody, to, you know, together, I'm, I'm an agent as well to a lot of, you know, actors that are in big productions, Gentleman Jack, Ackley Bridge, you know, Emmerdale, all this stuff. And I get an email from, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this, but I get an email from the, you know, the production office every single time the the um, production's about to go out. And it, say, it basically says like, look, can you forward this and can you put this on social media? Can you do this? So they're even coming to like the agents to help sell the you know get get eyes on the production and i'm all for that and i think you know as a collaborative effort that's what's going to make something successful yeah absolutely and i think you're so right in that it's a business and it's not talked about enough that we are businesses and we are the person that's going to be pushing our career forward like while agents will help it's it's on you it's your career and it's your business and it's your thing that you've got to push and promote so the quicker you can understand like the marketing and the business side of it the better your career is going to be absolutely um i always shock people as you can tell because the the truth does shock people doesn't it Mm -hmm. you know when you actually tell the truth because people have such beliefs and these beliefs they cling on to 
you know, like like they put a sticker on them, they, they kind of cling on to these beliefs. Um, and then when you tell them the actual truth, they still cling on to those beliefs and it kind of shocks them and that's what shock is, really. Um, another thing that I say, I say, like, look, how much does, does your agent take? And they'll say, oh, you know, like 15%, 20%, um, whatever. And I'll go, right, you know, so... So your agent does, let's call it 20% of the work, um, right? You know, how much of the, so you do 80% of the work, right? Yeah, absolutely. But what do you mean? So your agent looks at your CV and looks for work for you, submits, submits on work every single day, like every day without fail. I certainly know this is true, true within my organization. Every single actor gets looked at and gets considered for roles every single day. And we get we get like 20%, right? Because we're like a school and we have to give that extra um, support around our actors. Um, we have to kind of, they're all emerging actors, so we kind of hold the hand right through the process, um, unlike established actors. So, so yeah, we'll look at their CV every single day and see what, what is available for them and we'll submit every single day. Remember that. And I say to my actors, so you should be doing, on a, on a daily basis, based on the metrics, you should be doing five times more than what we do. And I say, do you? And they always look at me blankly, you know? Mm. And, but that's the work rate that really is required for an actor, uh, an actor to succeed, genuinely. And that's what I expect. Obviously, never quite get it. But, you know, that's that's really, if, if, if I was an actor now, I wouldn't, I would, from what you just said, if I was, if I, if I, if I got, if I bumped myself on the head and decided to be an actor again, um, you know, that's what I would do. Genuinely, I'd work five times harder than my agent. Five times. Yeah. Every single day as well. Because I don't know why actors seem to think that everyone else out there as well can have a full-time career and work nine to five. And then actors just can just sit around and wait for their agent to ring. You know, there's something wrong there. You know, it's, it should be a full-time job. There's so many things that you can that you can do. And we talked about it previously, didn't we? To improve your value. Yeah. Literally increase your value. You know? I think performers as well, they think, oh, you just go to an audition this day. And if you haven't got an audition on, you're free. And if you've got an audition, you prepare for that audition, you go to that audition and then that's it. And then you wait for the next phone call from your agent to do the next audition. And it's like, there's so much other bits that come under the job of being an actor or a performer. There's like a million and one things that you could be doing from your accounts to extra training, to learning new skills to taking a course, to anything, you know, there's so many things that you need to do now to be a performer. And there's so many things you can do. And it's not just attending auditions or being on a contract. And then the rest of the time is like downtime. Like there's so much you need to be doing all the time and consistently as well to keep that discipline to do it every day so that it does show results. If you just take one class once a month, it's not going to show anything. Absolutely. And I think the problem is, is what, what happens is when you start out in this industry, you model yourself on established actors. But of course, established actors are just waiting for their agent to ring, auditioning, and then doing the next job. That's because they're constantly working. That's different, you know? But somebody who's starting out in this industry can't model themselves on somebody who's established. 
you know, it's a very, very different uh, job role at the end of the day. And what you find is, is that <clears throat> and I'm lucky enough to work with established actors as well as emerging actors. Um, so I've kind of come to discover what, what the job role is of both kind of camps. And established actors, what I find is, is that the reason why they've actually been able to become established actors is because they've done the hard work. Now, if you fall into the trap of just modelling yourself on the established actors and not doing the hard work, you don't get to become an established actor, if that makes sense. But when That's I speak amazing. to established actors and when I work with established actors, I realise that actually they've modelled themselves properly in the emerging stage, not on established actors, but on what they need to do and be and become and the work rate that it takes to be an established actor. And that's a mistake, again, that a lot of performing artists fall into, that they model themselves instantly on being an established actor or an established performing artist when it's a very, very different job role, a def very, very different job spec. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's something that they create for themselves. It's not particularly easier, by the way. It's not, it's not easier, you know getting <clears throat> booking one job after the other you know being away from family or doing this and, and then a lot of the times what they're doing is they're booking a job three weeks tv series or film or four weeks they're prepping for that having to go and learn skills um one actress i worked with ruth wilson was before she came up to a, a film called dark river Clio barnard that i was working with her on um she was having to do Mum's worth of sheep shearing, you know, learning that skill. Really, really hard work. Yeah. But because she was established, you know, people think that's glamorous and, and, and easy. It isn't. In fact, it's probably harder than the actor that needs to find a way on a daily cycle to be productive, to work hard on their career, work hard on the marketing, make themselves more valuable so that then they can then become an established actor. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you've got to a certain level as well, then the offers, I don't know if this is this is right because I'm I'm not there yet. <laughs> um but surely like once you're known for one thing, trying to break into new areas of the industry and keep your options open and keep different kinds of jobs coming in must be quite challenging, I would think. I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, to, obviously, to become an established actor, what happens is, is you get what's called, what I call anyway, and it's a business term, a micro niche. So it's kind of like, you know, Vinnie Jones is known for being a cockney hard man. Yeah? Yeah. And that serves him well. It gets him lots and lots and lots of different work. Um, somebody like um, somebody like um, Johnny Depp is quirky, is, is this. So he gets known and he gets known for being that. And it... And what happens from just from what I've seen, you know, actors just then get to a point where they've done the same old, they've made a lot of money, they've managed it, the the phone's ringing all the time because right, we need Danny DeVito for this role. We need, you know, because they're that established that people just ring and ring the agent straight away because as soon as they see a breakdown that says Cockney Hardman, they ring Vinnie Jones, you know that type of thing. Then they just get, you know, I suppose they just get bored. They just get bored and say, right, what can I, how can I diversify? And then suddenly something will come in, like a musical or a West End or, you know, where it, is, it does feel like it's a bit different. 
So then they go for that above something where it's again playing out the same kind of micro niche or um, some people call it archetype. Um, so I suppose it's kind of a progression that, that a lot of actors go through. Then they have a like it or don't, and then maybe go back to what they know, and then something else will come in where it's slightly divergent and they'll try that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much from my experience what I've seen. So it's an interesting question. Yeah, it's just I was watching a Hollywood round table, you know, with the Hollywood reporter. And I've seen um, that, yeah. I was watching the actors talk about it and they said like when they're established you know it was people like um Scarlett Johansson and she was talking about like trying to break out from that because she kept getting phone calls about being like the young sexy you know model like girl and she didn't want to play that anymore and that was really hard because all the offers she just kept getting were the same. Do you know what I find so hilarious and we've talked about it and the problem is is so many people come into this industry and have just mentioned it trying to model themselves on established actors mm. not realising there's a certain process that they need to go for through before they become established. So when I say to actors, so people come in and say, right, I, you know, I want to be an actor. And so, yeah, they've got this, um, they've got this idea of what an actor is. So it's usually based on established actors. And then when I say to them, look, the only way that you're going to really get to become an established actor is by working out what your micro niche is, what your what your archetype is, you know, what it is that people are going to know you for. And they're like, well, and we talk about like the first or second class going, well, I don't want to be typecast. And I'm like, oh, really? You know, if, if you think that, if you think you're not going to be typecast um, as part of a function of this industry in your, in your first or second class, you know, you you're going to struggle, you know, mm-hmm. um, because just like you, you mentioned there with Scarlett Johansson, yeah, of course, that's that's what got her into this industry. People knowing, right, casting directors, look, we're looking for a really kind of hot young property, you know, young, etc. all of that. We know exactly who to ring, Scarlett Johansson, brilliant. You need to get to that stage where, you know, where you've got a certain parameter you've got certain things where you know the the casting directors don't particularly need to think very far before they just ring your agent without even really having to think about it much because you are so known for that niche and it can happen very very quickly if you've got particular very very individual kind of niche you know around it could be ethnicity it could be um you know what particular aspects of yourself you bring to the screen it can be absolutely anything but if you've got if you really break it down and discover it and market it you know you'll get to the stage very very quickly where it's like we know exactly who's agent to ring because we've, we've seen this person we've come across this person we've auditioned this person before and that's that's how people get along in this industry very very quickly Amazing. What would you say is your top advice for any aspiring artists that are maybe listening to this show, that are maybe thinking about entering this industry? What would your top piece of advice be? Yeah, I think I've, what I think the best way to do is probably summarise the advice that I'm very passionate about. Maybe that's given already, to be fair. Um, because I think that a lot of people that go into this industry one, in the beginning, aren't given the, right, the correct information. So all the information that we've actually given in this episode is the truth. 
the truth that you don't get told a lot of the times when you when you come into this industry, you know, the, the business element. They don't model yourself on established actors. You mod, you've, there's a totally different kind of job spec for an emerging actor. You've got to work incredibly hard to get from here to there. Um, and I think as well as that, people go into it for the wrong reasons and model themselves on, you know, kind of established actors. So I think those points are incredibly important. As well as that, particularly for actors, a lot of people go in as a, as a kind of ego boost. You know, it's like, right, I want to feel good about myself and I want to be 007. And then somebody like me has to tell them, look, actually, what we're doing is this is a, this is a job, a craft. And actually, we end up playing out the most vulnerable side of ourselves. We, we, we lay out the ugly. That's what acting is because the majority of scripts is conflict. And what's, what's, totally, um, what's totally poignant or totally shown during conflict it's the ugly side of humanity and one thing that actors particularly don't get and sometimes performing artists in general is that actually the job is a very different job from what you think it is it's playing out aspects of yourself that you don't like it's giving over your image to a producer director to to do what they want with shaving your head you know making you look this that the other some people aren't comfortable with that i'm thinking well that's the job. Why did you come into this industry? So it's about understanding genuinely what this what this particular um, industry is all about, not what you hope it's about, or what you think it's about, or what you aspire it to be, because it is what it is. You know, you have to genuinely understand what the job is. You have to understand come into it for the right reasons, and you have to work your behind off because hard work actually does beat talent every single time that is so true and such a great way to summarize because it really does hard work every time over talent every time every time well, Genuinely, from what, this is from this i've been in i've been doing this 20 odd years i have never ever seen one occasion where hard work doesn't beat talent every time i'm yet to if anyone can <laughs> If anyone could ever point me in the way, I've still not found it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Can you please share um, on here your social media handles so people can find you? I'll put it in the show notes as well. You're just amazing, aren't you? Yes. Um, so just like uh, Bethany, I am very keen on free content, um, helping actors. And I hope you found that I've been able to help you an awful lot, and even in just this conversation. So you can imagine just how helpful I can be if you're able to um, if you're able to follow me on social media. So I'm on Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash Matt Zena Acting or at Matt Zena Acting. Well, I'm on Instagram at Matt Zena Acting. I am on Twitter at MZ Acting and I am on TikTok um, at Matt Zena. So yeah, genuinely um, give me a follow, get involved as well, uh, be interactive. Um, and as well as that, what I'm going to do for all of your clients, because I know that you're particularly keen on breaking down barriers and, and giving people um, a, a kind of foot up into this industry. What I'll also do is anybody that listens to this and anybody that gets involved and anybody through your organization or through you, I'm actually going to give away a free acting class. OK, so if you had to um, if you had to mzacting.com, 
Um, and I think you can fill out a form or you can DM me on social media or you can email pa at mzacting.com. That's Amy. That's my lovely PA. I'll give her a shout out. Genuinely, um, anybody that listens to this, anybody that needs a foot up into this industry, um, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, um, we've got Zoom classes, um, etc. Uh, you can genuinely have a free acting class on me personally. Oh, thank you so much, Matt. That is so, so sweet of you. Thank you so much. It will be so helpful. And I'm sure many people will take you off on that offer. You're right. No problem at all. Because like I say, we both come from the same place. I want to give people a, a kind of leg up. That's the word. That's what I was. And I just want to say as well, what a wonderful um, host you've been. Um, what a wonderful way that you've conducted this podcast. And I think that you're doing incredibly good work. And if there's any way that I can collaborate with you at any point, um, and if there's any way I can help you or the people in your sphere, um, then I'm extremely happy to do that. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time. Anytime. Don't you worry. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I've been Bethany Unwin, and this has been Performer Talks.